Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artists Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I'll be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who's who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. officially live on Facebook. Today is February 15th. It's a Monday. So I know normally we do these on Wednesdays, but I had some issues with my computer that set us back and not being able to move forward. And uh, it just, I don't think it worked out for both parties that day. It was quite a uh, active day on both ends, but either or we have Justin Day uh, out of Las Vegas. He's owner of Detailers of Las Vegas. And you know, there's some people that know Justin Day. He's been in the industry uh, as a detailer. He's been detailing since 2010, started off mobile and then grew into a shop. And we'll get into all that, how that came about. And then, of course, being with and involved in the industry, IDA and just a lot of detailers knowing him. And he has a great background story. But I'm going to pass it off to Justin. I want to thank him for being on again. Today is kind of an off day due to the last time we tried to run the podcast, but it's you know, got to stick with what we're doing here and, you know, yeah. making sure that everybody could, you know, get this because there was a good feedback in regards to this when we did the marketing for it. So, Justin, thank you. And uh, give us a little background on how you got started in detailing and how all that came about. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on and uh, <clears throat> happy Love Your Detailer Day, right? Happy Love Your Detailer Day. Mr. Ex-President. Past. Such, I like the word a- X. Sounds like I was in a relationship or something. (laughs) President, much, much, much due respect. Um, So I I actually got started in detailing um, as a kid. I was always like a hustler, you know, in the summertime. I I grew up in Baltimore and I grew up, my motivation really as a kid was like candy. Um, I grew up behind a supermarket and I would cut grass in the summer, shovel snow in the winter wash cars in the spring fall you know summer whenever I could you know from the time I was like 10 up and uh you know so that's where I kind of got my start obviously I dropped the towel on the rat on the ground pick it back up that lose you you there Justin but uh yeah no I'm here okay sorry you're you froze on me for a moment are you on a Wi-Fi connection or a direct right. connection? No words. I guess I'm on a Wi-Fi connection. Don't worry. We'll, we'll work with no it good? as it goes. You get, we just noticed it cut out. So that's probably what it was from. So it may happen again. So no worries. I'll just, I'll let you know. That way you can kind of pick up from where you left off if you're in deep to a story. Yeah. Um, so I basically grew up as a hustler. You know, I always wanted to try to make money um and ended up getting in some trouble as a kid uh i grew up in baltimore still there i'm listening yeah the audio and it's it's like it's like a uh kung fu movie you know where your lips are moving but the audio is going quicker (laughs) i wonder if this would be better off on my cell phone anyways that's okay we can keep moving we're already live yeah so um, I got in some trouble as a kid, was running with the wrong crowd, ended up getting uh, locked up. Uh, I was away from the time I was like 16 and a half till my 19th birthday. Um, towards the end of my stay, they kind of like moved you from behind the fence to um, like a halfway house for kids. And there was like five or six different jobs that you could have done. It was like a restaurant job, a masonry, an auto body shop. Um, I don't even remember what the other things were, but you know, as you're behind the fence, you're thinking like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Well, I ultimately wanted to do the masonry job because I was the longest hours. So I'd be away from there for the longest. And, uh, I knew that they weren't going to put me in the body shop. Cause I, I was like known for stealing cars, you know, I stole cars. So why would they put me in a body shop with a bunch of cars around? So Incidentally, it just worked out that some other kid was in the masonry position when I got there and they put me in the auto body shop and uh, I was there. 
don't know, maybe a day and a half. And, and, you know, the owner, I was sweeping and mopping and the owner's like, okay, it's time for you to learn how to detail. He's like, I want to, I want you to wash this car and detail it. You know, it had just been, you know, body worked on, there was body dust, there was overspray, there was all kinds of stuff. I was 18 years old. Right. And, uh, start washing the car, did what I did the best I could do. And, you know, two hours later, he comes back and he's like, this looks like crap, man. Like, well, what did you do for two hours? I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I washed it. I did it. He's like, well, what about the wheel wells, the door jams? Look down here. There's dust over here. And I'm like, okay, okay. Give me like another hour with it. He's like, all right. So he walks away. Well, I just wiped over the same things that I had already wiped over, you know, like, cause as you, you don't think about detailing until you're no. taught how to detail, you know? So I just kept wiping. I'm like, as long as I keep working, keep moving, like I'm good. Right. And he came back. He's like, dude, same things. I told you wheel wells, door jams, windows, like, come on. And you know, it was a lot more abrasive than that. But, uh, and I want, you know, I was everybody, everybody knows I'm still a little bit of a hothead, but I was really, really bad as a kid. So I wanted to blow up on this dude. But I knew that it was my only chance to get in, out of there for eight hours a day. And, you know, I knew it was my, my ticket home eventually. So I had to behave. I had to take it. It was almost like, you know, kind of being in boot camp or just people, your drill sergeant told you whatever he wanted to tell you. And you couldn't cry. You couldn't talk back. Is yes, sir. And get your ass to it yeah. and go do it, you know? Suck so. It up. So, you know, that's kind of how I learned. And after I started kind of applying myself and, and taking interest in the business itself as a body shop, you know, body shop as a whole, I, they started letting me do like, you know, prepping panels for blending, like, you know, where if they would replace a fender, we would, you know, sand the door with 800, you know, to just blend the color and, and stretch the clear out. Well, you know, from time to time, I would like be doing that and I'd burn through the clear coat right up next to the next panel over you know of course so like yeah. they're yelling at me like now we gotta paint this now we gotta do this and this is why so now you know but thankfully all that happened while I was in a body shop because it was like we just pushed it back in the booth and retaped it and sprayed it you know what I mean yeah and, uh, you had the advantage because everything was at your fingertips it was a major advantage um so you know when you know I never really took part in the detailing industry as a whole, you know, on, in the social media and cement aspect, because I, I had kind of learned those roots from body shop. And, um, but then again, you know, I didn't understand the compact, the, um, you know, the, the idea of prepping paint, you know, and getting it ready for wax sealant or coating to actually stick, you know, we would finish with 3M the perfect it, you know what I mean? The, yeah. Um, and it's full of fillers, you know, and a lot of body shop guys that I know still use it. And I'm like, dude, just spray like 50, 50 alcohol or, you know, some kind of solvent on it and watch, you'll see what everything's still there. You see it, you know, brand yeah. new cars, sand marks this big down the side of them. And it's like, that came from the factory that way. And it's like, well, you and I know we use a little bit of on a tiny little pad and it's like done. Yeah how can you guys not understand the concept of this and knock it out when we're paying this high, high dollar from, you know, F-150 is $50,000 now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They, I mean, the things that are left behind and just not, they're overlooked. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, so that kind of stuff I'm sure happened a lot when I was um, back there, but at any rate, I, uh, you know, came home, uh, did some other things for a while, um, ended up moving to Las Vegas and opening my detailing business, um, out of the back of this tiny little, uh, what was it? Mazda B2000. And this was like tiny dude, not even the Ranger style, like the <laughs> old, old Toyota yeah. mini truck looking style. And uh, it was an well, interesting. What moved you, not to cut you off, but what, what moved you to Vegas? Out of all the places you could have gone in the U.S. from where you were, why Vegas? Uh, so, you know, something happened and I, I wanted to kind of get away. So I moved to the beach in, in Maryland and I was bartending, making great money, partying, hanging out with new people every day, 
Um, <laughs> too crazy here because uh, you know just having enjoying life at that enjoy, age. Yes. Loving life. I was you know 22 years old. Um, oh yeah. Come and, on. Yeah, that's just yeah, the age right there, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I got pulled over every single day for like racing stoplight to stoplight, and you know I was just in. I was always getting myself in some kind of jam. Um, well, summer ended and everybody went home and the town that went from like 500,000 people went to a town of like 30,000 people. Oh, wow. I was like, Man, I can't do this. I can't do it. Where Where is the party never going to stop? Vegas. This is <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, had, uh, I kind of packed up, sold all my stuff. Just me and my one dog rode out here in my two-door car and um, I started a new life. And when I first got here, I bartended. It was very lucrative. And then in 2008, when the um, crash hit, you know, the housing market crash, Vegas was really hit hard. Um, obviously, because, you know, when people don't have extra money, first thing that goes is their play money. And Vegas is nothing but play. We don't have an industry here. It's We had a little bit of mining and stuff. But like, our industry is entertainment, you know? And, yeah. And so and, you got to, so you got to witness that firsthand because you saw the flow prior to 08. And then when oh, 08 dude, came, yeah. you saw the whole transition and you were probably like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> but it was like right when I moved here. I mean, I moved here at the end of 07. This all oh, happened, wow. you know? So I like hightailed it back to Baltimore where I knew that I had a solid, you know, foundation, but I got there and three days later, I'm like, what did I do? Why did I leave Vegas? Why did I come back here? All my family and friends are here. You know, they missed me. They're like, Hey, we missed you so much for the first week. It's great. And then it's like back to normal, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I really miss the Vegas weather. I miss the, the people. Well, not necessarily the people, but just like, I love Vegas, man. You look outside, the sky is always blue. Like you can see from, end to end um you know we have everything california beaches really close the desert the mountains snowboarding skiing like you know whatever you want to do you can do here and i loved it here and i missed it so i worked my tail off and i got back here in like two and a half months um and did some you know fooling around like bartending waitering and then eventually in 2010 i was like i'm tired of working for other people like i'm gonna start my own thing like what what do i really know how to do well i really 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 know how to detail and i always had like you know beater cars but they were always super clean you know i would just take very good care of them i'd wash them once a week and um so i started you know two boxers mobile detailing um to feed my two boxers at the time that was really why um, I came up with the name. I was like, why do I have to do this? Because I got a, two dogs to feed. So bought two boxers mobile detailing. Um, and I started off in motorcycles because I was in the motorcycle scene there, um, riding on the street, racing at the track, that kind of stuff. So, um, I, and I really enjoy motorcycles for one, because, you know, you can knock them out in an hour and a half and you know how, you know, that feels seeing that product go from a one to a 10 that quick you know when you polish a whole suburban it yeah. takes you three days to make that transition when you you know detail a bike it takes you an hour hour and a half so it was always a good feeling but uh it's good you know, too because when you ride you attract riding customers so it works out versus like me i don't ride so i don't attract customers that ride motorcycles so it opens I, up a new yeah market. oh gosh yeah JD, say hi. This is this is another Justin. Say hi to Justin Lobato and everybody on Facebook Live. Out of school today. President Enjoy it. Day. Yeah. Enjoy you it. Know, I'm gonna be here for like an hour today, and then him and I are going to kick it. We're we're out of here. Um, but yeah, so back to what I was saying. I charge twenty or twenty-five dollars a bike, you know what I mean? For me to come to someone's house and pretty much pretty much detail it. I would call it a wash, but it would be pretty much a detail in either 101 degrees in the summer or 40 degrees in the winter, you know, the only good, we get like six good weeks a year, three in the spring and three in the fall. Otherwise it's like really hot or really like kind of chilly. Um, so, you know, I, I dealt with that and then I figured, okay, I've been doing this for a little bit. I changed my, my vehicle. I started using better products. Um, I was like, I'm going to up my prices. So I upped my prices like five or 10 bucks to like 30 or 35 and lost like 70% of my clientele. 
right off the bat. They're like, mm, no, we liked it better when you were doing it for 20. Can't afford 30. Okay. Isn't that crazy how that works? I mean, literally that that much of a of a of a margin bringing yep. yeah bringing your prices up and then you end up losing a customer knowing that they have the money because they just what, yeah that's what i try to tell people now like don't try to start your business on the low end and then think you're going to develop your clientele just to raise your prices because you're going to lose that clientele no focus on this clientele that that wants quality service that wants that when they call and they ask how much and you're like well it's 60 bucks to come out and wash car they're like Okay, cool. Perfect. Like they don't have a question in their mind. Like, well, what kind of towels does this guy use? Is he going to, sh- you know, and here in Vegas, we have a lot of guys here and a lot of times I get called, Hey, can you come detail my car today? Well, n- no. Cause I wasn't just sitting around waiting, yeah, for, waiting for that call. phone call. <laughs> but why, why do you need it done today? Well, I called so, so-and-so and you know, he didn't, he, he, I booked him and he didn't show up. And I'm like, how much did he, how much was he going to charge? $30. I'm like, Okay, I'll come wash your car maybe today for 30 bucks. What's your address? It's like you get what you pay for. Like if when I ask you for these prices and when I take a deposit, it's because I'm serious about my time. I'm serious about your time. Yep. Um, you know, so you can't be afraid to ask for that deposit. It, it really, it'll separate the cream from the rest. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, the people that'll leave a deposit willingly are people that genuinely want to use you the people that won't that you know make up an excuse i need to talk to my wife or i need to you know check my this check my that whatever like ultimately they may be serious but you know they don't want to commit right then so um either way like i said let's get back to changing you know the the evolution of the business so then we went up with the price changes i've interrupted but the price changes i've noticed there was a guy came through he did one of our one day trainings and he was having the same issue. And I had suggested that cause he was trying to gain clientele and he figured if he went in low, he could gain more clientele than raise his rates. What he ended up doing based on my suggestion was basically marketing that he would do the job for a hundred dollars, but normally it was one fifty. So that way, you know, the customer was aware that this is the normal price, but I'm doing value. it for this much. That way the value is there but he's also gaining clientele with the clientele already knowing that normally it's this much, but I'll give it to you for that much. That helped him out a lot. That way yeah. he wasn't climbing back to the top with a lot of resistance. Right. Right. And I mean, which ultimately, you know, led me to my pricing board, which, you know, they take the guesswork out of it. You know what I mean? And it's like when a customer comes in and sits down and looks at, a price, it's just like walking in into McDonald's. They know whether they want the quarter pounder, the double quarter pounder, whether they want to add bacon to it. You know what? They already know what they want. And it's right there on the menu. And it's not like McDonald's is like, ah, six bucks. You know, like I, I used to, I did that for a long time. People call me, well, how much for this? Well, now I'm like, okay, well, you know, can you come in for a consultation? If not, hold on, let me get to my computer and we can discuss some prices. Like, and I'll go on to my website where my prices are and build them an invoice and send it to them, you know? And, and with that, you know, we offer different values for different packages. You know, like if someone comes in and gets an interior and exterior detail, we do the engine bay and detail the trunk for, for, you know, included because, as a full detail package inside and out should be, but normally as an inside detail, we don't do the trunk unless it's paid for and specified. And on the exterior, we don't do the engine bay unless it's paid for or specified. So that's a, <clears throat> that's a good way also to, that we've found to, uh, you know, do it, just kind of throw in a package that, you know, may that's take incentivized you, to the customer. Yeah, what's an engine bay take 20 minutes tops, you know, with the way that we do it, you know, it's, so with that that being said, um, nothing really changed dramatically in my life until 2016 when my wife moved here from Baltimore. Uh, we knew each other back when we were like 16. We met at Skateland. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, hung out a couple of times and then I ended up getting locked up and didn't talk to her until uh, actually around this time of 2016. <clears throat> Um, she had just gotten out of a marriage and had a stepdaughter with, you know, a previous husband. And uh, she's like, you know, we started chatting on Facebook, yada, yada, yada. And 
we started talking on the phone. She's like, you live in Vegas now. I'm like, yeah, you should come visit. She's like, no, nah, I'm not coming to Vegas. Like, I don't have no reason to go to Vegas. I'm like, well, <laughs> you can come see me. And she's like, whatever, you know. So we ended up chatting over a couple of weeks. And she ended, you know, I ended up talking her into coming. She's like, just so you know, I'll never move there. You know, just I'm putting that out there right now. I'm like, okay, no worries. Just come out. We'll hang out, you know, whatever. If you, And then you can go home, you know, whatever. Or we can have, we'll see where it goes. So she came out. We had an amazing time. And uh, when she left, she obviously got home. She's like, okay, I think I probably could move there. <laughs> it is uh, kind of addicting once you get out there. It's almost like, do I got to go home? <laughs> yeah, like we went out with two of my friends and two of their, and their two girlfriends out on the boat. It was like March here. It was 80 some degrees. We were out on the boat oh. surfing you know, wakeboarding, partying at this, at this, you know, lodge all weekend. And it was like a vacation for me too. So, I mean, I was like, oh yeah, I'd want to move to this place. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she visited a couple more times and we made a plan and uh, I ended up going back in June that year, a couple months later, and she came back with me for good. And uh, let's see. So she came here. She's always been in the medical field. Um, so she worked in the medical field for the first couple months and then just found it was like really difficult to um, work at the place she was at. She was at like a uh, women's clinic. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on there, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, so she offered to come work for me and, and we were mobile at the time. And I was like, all right, well, let's see, you know, let's see where I can go. Well, we hustled our butts off. Everywhere we went, we were like handing out business cards, wearing our shirts, two boxers. Like I would introduce me, you know, I would just introduce ourselves to everyone, you know, and I was listening to this podcast, you know, around that time. And like they were talking about Encyclopedia Britannica. You remember when they used to have encyclopedias, like that whole freaking set of books? Oh, yeah. Before the internet and all this stuff started. You know how you got those books? Door-to-door salesmen sold those books. Oh, crap. So the, yeah, so the number one door-to-door... He wasn't s- carrying them, I hope. <laughs> no, well, he, yeah, he would. He would carry one or two or a set of them and come to your door and knock. So the most, the most, the best salesperson, the guy actually had, was like, had 50% Down syndrome. And when asked, you know, how he became the best salesman, he said, I knocked on every single door. And the, re- you know, the, the other top salesman guys or the guys that weren't selling as money, they'd walk up, they'd look at what kind of car was there. And if they saw a Honda Civic, they'd keep walking. They saw a Mercedes, they'd come knock. Ah. But the Honda Civic people might have kids that need to do book reports. Yeah. You can't, you can never overlook a customer because of how they look. I have people come in here with vehicles and they're just like, and I'm like, this is a horrendous paint job. And they're like, well, here's five grand to fix it. And I'm like, thank you. Okay, we'll fix it. You know, yeah, we'll make it right. And some. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. We'll do your interior. We'll coat it. We're going to kill it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like uh, that motivated me to, you know, introduce myself to people. And so as I was washing a car one time, my mentor, I don't know, yesterday, I actually just uh, PPF encoded his new Porsche this weekend. It's like a ghost gray Porsche 911 turbo. Nice. Beautiful car. Yeah, dude. And uh, I was washing a car one day and he pulled up in this Mercedes S550 and he's like, hey. I was like, hey. And then, I mean, here, you got to work, bro. It's like 10% humidity. That soap is drying on Florida <laughs> like this, right? You know, we're on Florida. Oh, yeah. You know, you get nosebleeds. Well, at least me coming from Florida, coming over there, I get nosebleeds every time. But yeah. Exactly, bro. So this soap so is drying like this. He pulls up. He's like, hey. I'm like, hey. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, cutting the grass. What's up? He's like, <laughs> oh, you're funny. I'm like, because, you know, I was hot. It was the end of the day. I was frustrated. He's like, oh, you're funny. He's like, um, what do you think of this car? I was like, it's nice. Like, he's like, well, I'm test driving it and I'm thinking about buying it. And he's like, you think I should buy it? And I was like, yeah, you should buy it. And you should have me come here every Saturday morning and wash it for you. And he's like, that's pretty good. Do you got a car? So he takes, and I was like, can you just take a picture of the side of the van? Like, seriously, I'm so sorry. Like I want to, I got to knock this out. Um, um, this client is paying for this time. 
I, I would love to have your business, but I can't spend too much time with you. He's like, I respect the shit out of that. Takes a picture of my van, goes. Three weeks later, I get a call from him. He's like, hey, this is the guy with the S550 that came by when you were mowing the lawn. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and we've had a great relationship ever since, man. I've done his cars pretty much every Saturday morning. Um, his name's Mark. He's been a huge influence in my business. He's been able to build his business from the ground up to, you know, nothing to a $40 million company a year. And, wow. you know, he has no, n- nothing against, you know, helping me make my business that way and giving me, you know, advice and pointing me in the right direction. He's been such an inspiration to me. Um, so, you know, I heard your, your, uh, I guess post the other day about getting a mentor, you know, and even if it's not in this business, it's so important, um, to have a mentor in business and life and health, whatever it takes. Um, but you got to have somebody that knows a little bit more than you kind of directing you or just even to bounce ideas off of like, Hey, what do you think of this? You know? And hold on one sec. Yes, you can have that. Um, you know, even down to my mobile unit, when I was ready to advance from that 2002 Econoline van, you know, it just was on its last leg. It didn't have AC. I was sending my guys out. They were like, dude, this is crazy. I called Mark. I'm like, Hey, there's a transit, there's a Nissan NV and there's this Mercedes Metris. Like, what would you like, what would you pull up to first? He's like, and I sent them the pictures of him. He's like, this one. I'm like, this one's $5,000 more than the rest of them. And he's like, doesn't matter. I'm like, okay. So you understand that it's okay for me to spend a little bit more money now up front to try to gain that money back in the higher end clients, right? Because I mean, this van's all over the place. People call me and they're like, hey, we see you rolling down sunset. How much do you charge for a wash? You know, I'm like, and it's it's just a rolling billboard, you know? Yeah. Um, so back to the back to the growth when when uh, Hillary and I finally started washing cars together, um, we we made I want to say it was like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two thousand seventeen mobile, wow. mobile washing and, and what was your service structure then like what were the kind of services that you literally offered? the the extent of of polishing and all that was single single steps all in ones. Or, you know, panel repairs, like scratch repair, where I would just come in, wet sand to scratch. You know, we were working outside. Like, I didn't really, yeah. I, I didn't have the the space. And I knew it, that I didn't have the space to to do a real correction. Like, and I didn't want to leave somebody's car all hologrammed up either, you know? So it was like, yeah. this is what I, I'm able to do. I'm able to come out and wash it, detail it, steam plant, shampoo it, engine bay, put a sealant on, clay bar, decontaminate, scratch removal, um, you know, those kind of things we were able to do. Keeping it simple um, based on your, what you were dealt with. What we had, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I was. That's still a good amount of services and still way to build good revenue on just that. I got to tell you, man, when I added an air compressor to the van, like, cause I was, I, I had been in the back of trucks in the back of, you know, uh, I had trailers. I've never had an air compressor really before like 16. So when I put an air compressor in there and started using a Tornador, Bro, that cut your interior time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, depending on the car, up to an, a 16th, you know what I mean? It can it can really, yeah. like, do quick work. So that was another thing. You know, as I started looking into detail, new detailing products, finally, um, you know, we can, we would come across things like the Tornador, which was great. Um, so let's see. We went to SEMA. 2017 and that's where we met you at Rennie's place um we pretty much didn't know anyone somebody invited us and was like oh, Don't the tell- Wednesday night uh gathering yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah it was back when it was at uh the cigar bar at, at the Mirage yes back when we were like this yeah <laughs> shoulder to shoulder it was fucking great. sorry it was great it was it great was. though was. you know I miss those days I can't wait till we can all be shoulder to shoulder again bro yeah didn't you say it like that you know yeah. what I mean yeah. Um, but it was great. You know, someone invited me. It was like, don't tell, don't tell anyone that I invited you, but you know, you, you should come and check it out. Ultimately it was Chris West. 
So thank you, Chris. <laughs> You're an awesome dude too. Um, oh yeah, he's a good guy. So he invited me to Rennie's thing. And as I walked in the Rennie's thing, I was like, holy shit, I never knew that this many detailers got together. This is crazy. Like, you know, most of my competition, like when we drive by, we wave at each other, but like we never stop talking to each other at the water station or at the shop, you know what I mean? The supply yeah. shop, but we're just like, hey, hey, so, so, you know? Yeah. Um, so when I walked in there, I was like, this is insane. This is crazy. I was like, I want to meet everyone. Like, I want to know everybody's story. So I literally just walked in, started shaking everybody's hand. I was like, hey, my name's Justin. I own two boxes from Mobile Detail, and this is my wife, Hillary. Hey, my name's Justin. I own two boxes from Mobile Detail, and this is my wife, Hillary. And literally just made my way around that whole entire U. And we got to meet people from everywhere. Ed Twillinger, like, you know, all the guys from Rupes, from Flex, from Lake Country, from, you know, I, yeah, Ivan, you know, people that are just like huge in the industry, you know, which was super cool to me because I go back the next day. I'm like looking all you guys up like, <laughs> oh, cool. Nice, nice. nice. Well, that night, Rennie had, had said, you know, you guys got to meet these two guys. Like, you got to meet them. So as they come walking in, he's like, hey, hey, come here, come here. You got to meet these guys. That's Chris and Christian Parker, right? So they come over and Rennie's like, you know, this is Justin. This is Chris. These are my, you know, two of my top guys. Like, they're out of Scottsdale. They do amazing work, yada, yada, yada. So we ended up sitting with them and, you know, just shooting the shit. Um, so super cool dudes. Um, that was you know obviously late october early november or whatever um when sim was over we kept in contact with them and you know we had expressed an interest in wanting to learn how to apply coatings and you know obviously like when i think of you know very professional shops within this southwest region um they're one of the top tier shops so you know i guess i i want to say I asked him asked uh, Christian if he could you know if he'd be interested in training us so we had to go back to the manufacturer and ask them if it was okay and um, ultimately it was so we went out there and spent two days at Detail Boss and um, applied you know all the coatings and and just kind of learned about them and their shop. Was that your first stuff. time in Scottsdale or had you been out yeah, there before? Yeah yeah I had never it's been crazy. In it is crazy. Bro. <laughs> it's it, nice. It it's, it's super nice. Yeah, Gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually had somebody reach out to me like, Hey, are you, are you interested in starting a franchise in Scottsdale? I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, <laughs> I have zero desire to start a franchise in Scottsdale or anywhere near. Like I, I would never want to compete nor would I even think I could, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those guys do top notch work. Their shop's brilliant, you know? Um, so either way, we went out there, learned from them. Um, and then when we, you know, when I walked in their shop, obviously, I'm like, okay, like, I want something like this, you know, ultimately, I want something like this, you know, and I mean, obviously, like, I have a light tunnel similar to theirs, nothing on the scale of theirs, you know, this is just my rendition of it. Um, yeah, and there's, but, there's the crazy thing is there's plenty of renditions now. Of, of yeah, yeah, now there tunnels, is, yeah. Which is awesome, because it's like, right there's so many cool ways that people have taken their own take on it right now there's hex lighting and there's all yeah. kinds of cool yeah. stuff so but i mean at the time they were like the only one with one you know and i, yeah. I like i didn't really ask any questions i didn't ask where to get it how'd you build it but i was like i was just taking mental images like man this thing's beautiful i want something like this in yeah. my shop someday and i didn't even have a shop so it was like we'll find the shop first right <laughs> um so I came back from Scottsdale super motivated, you know, started reaching out to some of my number one clients, you know, my top tier clients and saying, hey, you know, we learned this new, you know, ceramic coating, like blah, blah, blah. I had done a few coatings before that. We had used uh, like flight shield or something like that. But and that was, was really big for a little while, too. It was, you know, back in like 16, something like that. But nobody knew that you had to level it out like like you did and high spot you know high spots low spot you didn't understand uh, there wasn't the science behind it now whereas now there's actually a very correct way to install a coating to 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 maximize the efficiency of the coating one let it sit on the car as long as possible um so it can start soaking in before wiping it 
um, and then learning how to deal with high spots. So to me, when I think of training with a coding company, I'm just saying this for everybody out there. When you train with a coding company, make sure that they train you how to deal with issues that go bad. Um, that is the number one thing you should be trained on because to install it, you can watch a YouTube video. It's very, yeah. very simple um, to learn what to do when you mess it up is, is the most important thing. So, you know, with that said, um, we came back, uh, reached out to a couple clients, you know, got their cars in, did them. And another guy had taken an interest in my building or, or in my business. And it's funny because my mentor just said this to me yesterday. He's like, you remember that guy that offered you $5,000 for 40% of your business? And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, because I had never really done like a thousand dollar job or a three, $4,000. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah. okay, what do I need to find a building? Like, all right, I need like 10 grand. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, how do, how do I get come up with 10 grand? So what I ultimately ended up doing was I, I told him no, but he had a, he had a building that he was willing to rent me half of, which is here, Detailers of Las Vegas. So originally when I moved in, I only really rented half of the building, which is why I built out just the one half. Um, ultimately over COVID, he ended up kind of flunking out on the rent. I had to take care, take over everything. So that's why I was finally able to build out the other side of the shop. But with that said, um, he was like, you know, I can rent you half of this building, yada, yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> so I was just thinking like, okay, how am I going to come up with this money? So I started reaching out to all my top clients, like, and, and all my medium clients and all my lower end clients and anybody that I had ever done work for. I, I had like a book, you know, just like with calendar, like, you know, you know those big desk calendar pages? Oh, yeah. I literally had a file full of like a couple years of them folded in four. And what I had just written was name, number, address, and the vehicle and what service, you know yeah. what I mean? So it was like, I went all the way back to like 2015, reached out to everyone. Hey, we're opening a shop. Hey, we're opening a shop. Hey, we're opening a shop. Can we get you on the books? Can we get How you How was on the, the feedback for that, from, from that approach? Because they know that you were mobile and then going into a shop, what was the feedback you were getting? So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them were like, are you still going to be mobile? And at the time I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll still be mobile. I had no idea that I was going to have to like, I would have been stretching myself yeah. so, so thin. Like it, it would have been nearly impossible. Um, so the feedback was mixed. Um, some people were interested and really wanted the ceramic coating. Some people really wanted the, per, you know, the uh, professionalism of a shop. And, you know, when I could offer, you know, more professional results you know um and i had showed them the the vehicles that i had done when we came back from chris and christians we you know did those out of the people's garages but when we pulled them out in the sun they just looked insane it was like a black lexus and a black f-250 and like you know nothing shows off better than black in the sun yeah. um so when you have those kind of pictures and you know and you want to portray that kind of image of this is the work we're trying to do, but we can't do it out of your garage. We need a space where we can set up an air compressor and, and dedicated polish in places and, you know, things that we need to do these details. Um, you know, we got pretty good feedback. So anyways, what I did was I ended up taking half down deposits from like 40 people. And that's what I used to pay to get us into the, uh, to the shop very and then, nice and as they came you know they would pay the other half as they yeah. would pick up their vehicle and that was my income you know what i mean just half of the job half of the yeah. job half of the That's job a smart way of doing it it was the only way i could have done it like only, I, yeah. you know i couldn't ask like my parents wouldn't have given me the money you know nor would i at this point in my life ask them for it i had zero credit at the time because you know all i did was worked out of a mobile van I paid my insurance. I paid my bike insurance. I mean, I owned my motorcycle outright. I owned the van outright. Didn't really have payments on anything. Didn't have my first credit card until like 2017. You know what I mean? And um, so it, it was, you know, just this very, very small operation for a long time. And 
So, um, you know, we opened up and, and we started doing this work and we started doing the build. I mean, we would work during the day, man, and at night paint walls or, you know, build or do whatever we had to do to make the shop workable, you know, because we, we walked yeah. into an empty warehouse, bro. There was 12 electric sockets in this whole entire building. 12. Oh, that's not good for a detailer. <laughs> there was extension cords and power strips and shit just going everywhere but i mean i finally now now that we built everything out there's like 72 or something back there (laughs) you know what i mean and it's like but we filled the whole entire circuit panel now so everything's on dedicated circuits you know and we were popping circuits and you know where it's at because you put it there (laughs) yeah yeah, i designed it all you know that was the only work that i didn't do was the electrical work but i designed it all i told him exactly where i wanted it where i needed it um so that was kind of cool, you know, now we have all the power in the world, which is great. But at the time, you know, we just did what we could and uh, built, built what we could. Um, and then when SEMA was coming around 2019, wait, no, sorry, 18, the year after we met all you guys, we were like, you know what, like Rennie's party was awesome. We, had, we were getting such great feedback on our shop and our work from people all over why don't we throw a party like the night before Rennie's and see how it turns out? You know, we're, we're like, we want to throw a grand opening party anyways. What better than SEMA, you know, because we were, yeah. getting rec- we were getting recommendations from people all over the country. Like, you know, Jace Price, uh, you know, Jace Price, right. He had just moved to uh, New Mexico. So he was sending us all of his old clients. Like people were sending us, cl- I mean, people come to Vegas from all over the world. And when someone comes to Vegas and there's, you know, you know, a detailer and they tag us, hold on one second. We wanted to be able to kind of repay them for that, you know what I mean? And, and host them at an event, at a party, at our shop to show them, like, this is where you're sending people. This is the professional level that, you know, we can offer. We want to take care of your clients just as good as you can. Um, so, um, so, you know, we started putting out stuff for the party, I don't know, in like July or September or somewhere in there, you know, yeah, months, a couple before, months right Seymour. before. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we got really good feedback. So I was like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to go all out. Like I hired people to come out and valet park cars. I hired, you know, we had a red carpet rolling down to where you, you know, pulled up and got out of your car. As you were walking up, we had like a photo booth where you would, you know, in front of a uh, step repeat, bartender, food, giveaways, DJ. It was, it was a blast. You know what I mean? And uh, we decided like, well, okay, this was awesome. We're going to make it a yearly trend, you know, a yearly uh, tradition. So we did it again in 19 and obviously we missed out on 2020, but hopefully we'll be able to do it again this year. Um, But yeah, ever since then, we've just been kind of plugging along. Um, Ended up hiring Joshua Tan. Do you know the King of Clear Broad, Josh Tan? He was at the the transparent party. Super good guy. He's in, yeah, he's in Santa Clara. Uh, He owns rap culture. He ended up coming down and training us on PPF. And uh, so that's been an interesting. That might be the same gentleman who trained uh, or worked with Sean. Sean. Yeah. Yep. It is. Okay. That's why I'm familiar with that name. Yeah. Yeah. He trained Sean too. So, um, but yeah, he's a super talented guy uh, and taught us as much as he could in four days. So, we, you know, um, that was good. It opened up an opportunity for us to start being able to bring in a new service without having to pay out a subcontractor or well this was all how it went in my mind yeah i was like yeah we're all we're just gonna offer it ourselves now well yeah no um it takes months if not years to perfect pain protection film insulation yeah and you know here i think to myself i'm like i know some real dumbasses that can install ppf right like i gotta be able to do this right yeah I, there's not a lot of things that I've tried in life that I haven't been like relatively decent at, you know, like I, I'm like, there's no way I can't do yeah. this. <sighs> Bruh. 
you know, I know, I know, I'm in the same boat as you on that. Yes. But the good thing is, is like, you know, we, we're in an, we're in a day and age where we have people we can reach out to, you know, we have FaceTime where we can call up the people that we know are best at it and be like, what, where would you seem this together? Cause this is a yeah. custom hood. There's no way I'm going to be able to balk install with one piece. Like, you know, and it's nice to be able to have that kind of network of people, you know, and then he calls me when he has issues about polishing and he's like, you know, what about this? Blah, blah, blah. What, tell me about this. And it's nice, you know, and, and I'm sure you get it a lot too. People message you and ask you, Hey, what would you do in this situation? Hey, I'm sorry yeah. to bother you, but what would you do in this situation? And you know, we've, I've gotten like gifts sent to me from all over, man, like of people thanking me for my time and, you know, and, to me, it's just a form of giving back, you know, because yes. of and something that everybody else gave so freely, you know, and um, it's it's there's to me there's a lot of competition in this industry, um, local and industry wide, um, and every now and then I kind of fall victim to getting into some of the drama. But to me, honestly, like my main focus is being better than me yesterday and the day before and last month and the year before, um, not being better than my neighbor. Like there's plenty of cars for all of us to, yeah. to make a very, very good living. Um, talking shit about each other doesn't do anything except cause drama and take away from your being able to focus on your business, you know? Yeah. And most of the time, literally it's just that. Like, yeah. so it's like a waste of time to even do it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's nothing that but, even comes from it. Like after it's all said and done, it's like, okay, what did this come to? Oh, but nothing? you know, you know, as well as I am. I mean, you had, you had a rough past too, man. Like we're hot headed, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. You, you can only say so many things to me and then I'm going to blow up. Like, Oh yeah. And Listen, I just had a, I just had a hard sparring real gym fight this last Friday night for four rounds. So well, somebody that was calling the gym out and I was the one that stepped up to the plate and it was a nice friendly reminder Friday, yeah. Saturday. I had some bruises up here, back I was going to say you look all right. Uh, trust me, the Friday and Saturday, I don't know how it went away so quick, but I was shocked. But yeah, it was, it was a hard four rounds, two minute rounds and one minute rest. And, but yeah. that's the but that's but the healthy right. that's the healthy way to do it, man. And like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, to me, I grew up boxing and wrestling, so it's like, I'm totally down to hop in a ring with someone. Like, and when you get talk, it over with, you hug it out. I'll shake your, yeah, I'll shake your hand. Yeah, you walk away. Like, it, that's the correct like, way of doing it. But I guarantee you'll never run your mouth about me again. You know what I mean? Like, you'll respect no. me for who I am. Both ways. And, and I'll respect you, you know, but, yep. the, but call, you know, talking shit from across the country, like just makes you look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, again, I've fallen victim to it before and it's just like, it's so not worth it. I have so much to focus on out here and so much yeah. to focus on in here. Yep. And, you know, with my son, you know, you know how it is, man, baby's only going to be long baby. So, so long, you know, and, yeah. um, you're so lucky that you get your babies all the time. I get my baby half the time, you know, so I get them on Sunday, super excited, you know, and by when, by Wednesday I'm drained, but when I drop them off, I like cry the whole way home because I had to work all day, Monday, all day, Tuesday. And when, you know what I mean? I had to yeah. focus and I got people calling me at night, you know, Hey, how much for a coding blah, blah. blah. And it's like, you know, as well as I do, you did that video of polishing in the dark. Sometimes cars got to go tomorrow. I mean, it's yeah. that person's daily driver. They're depending on you to finish it. You went the extra mile to fix stuff that they didn't necessarily pay for. That took you took more time than what was anticipated. Time, yeah. But you still owe them that car, whether you did more or not. So, you know, and then on the same token, they're calling around looking for a detailer to find out where they can drop their car off for ceramic coating tomorrow. So they call you 7 p.m. You don't answer. They're calling the next one. Then they're calling the next one. Then they're calling the next one. I mean, I want to be that personal person. I mean, I'm personal for my clients, my current yeah. clients. Why can't I be personal for my, my future clients? But there's got to be a line drawn. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. I can't be, uh, if I'm on my phone going back and forth with someone about ceramic coatings, my wife's looking at me like, hi, babe. Like, we're, yeah. both, sitting, we're yeah. both sitting right here. I get here the same waiting, thing. Waiting. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm 
Yeah. Sorry. Like, Maybe going to close this. Not yeah, this sure, is, but potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Try, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to make our life better. And, and with that said, man, oh, my God, bro. This brings me to my worst point, and then we can move on to whatever you want. <laughs> I haven't seen so many guys and so many relationships go astray than in this in this business man like guys put their heart and soul into their business and they forget and lose track of what they have at home it happened to me and you have to be able to separate you have to be able to draw that line and say okay this phone is going to be turned off from this point on or it's going to be on silent or maybe i can check it once every two hours but for two minutes you know come up with something so that you know it is what it is like women are human too you know we when we're focused so much on our business and women are like watching us succeed but they're raising our babies they grow resentments you know um and uh you know i that kind of happened with me my wife started to grow resentment i had to check myself and yeah refocus you know and um i ended up hiring a, an operations manager to kind of take over things and get everything in line and i mean he got us set up with durable and uh you know a lot of these easy um processes you know each one of our tools has a, a list of how to use it and each one of our services in in durable has a you know directions of what exactly to do each employee has a tablet now so they come in they sign in they sign out there's no more like me counting time cards at the end of the week or giving you time pro- back. processing checks yeah i mean he created these systems for me that now it's just come in somebody texts me with the information i can literally copy it paste and it's so easy to lose sight of of what's going on at home and it's so easy to just indulge so much into your business the craft i mean and there's different time frames of when that happens like sometimes you're so indulged in the craft because you're just learning this new process that just blew you away or new product you know what i mean or the business side because the week's doing so well or the week's not so well now you're in hustle mode either way your your laser vision and just i want to get the schedule filled but you could lose yourself into that so easily and yet that is losing also at home because you're not focusing on the other priorities that offsets everything but balance is key yeah. You have to have that healthy balance, man, that, that healthy balance that keeps the business happy and keeps the, the home life happy, you know, and, and thankfully, I feel like I finally found 95% of that, you know, <laughs> That's um, good. but, you know, you also have to learn how to communicate with your clients and your partner and, you know, instead of me normally before along, you know, I would have been like, I'm trying to close this deal. If you would just give me a minute, you know, now it's like well, this is a $4,300 job. Can I just take like five minutes and, and build this estimate? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can build that estimate. <laughs> like, you know, and uh, it's it's all in communication, man. With it people, is. With relationships, communication is so important, so key nowadays. It is. Now, with your transition from mobile to shop, I mean, obviously, you know, it's got its own laundry list of responsibilities going from a shop to mobile, which are much greater. But for you, I mean, that transition, is there anything that you regret or you think it was all well worth every bit of sacrifice? Because a lot of people that are mobile want to take that leap. But is there something that you could put out there, a word of advice in regards to that transition that you experienced that could kind of get them off the ledge to be like, yes, go shop if that's the direction they want to go? So know this. This business is very, very easy to start an entry level business. Um, it's very cheap um, and it's, you can do it at a Home Depot in about an hour. You can start a detailing business, right? Um, you don't have to have an LLC, you don't have to have insurance, you don't have to have anything and you can go out and start making money detailing cars. So with that said, um, to cover you on that that doesn't mean you're doing it legitly <laughs> but you're doing it and you're making bread that's what i'm just saying <laughs> yeah the entry level point of this of this car washing detailing business is very very cheap very cheap um you can get your taxes back and start a detailing business is, is my point right yep um definitely not legitimately because each one of these papers you got to pay for um 
let me get back to it. My biggest issue with going from mobile to shop was trying to replicate myself in either place, um, whether it be mobile or in the shop, right? So if I could rep my, replicate myself in the shop, then I would go mobile. If I could set, replicate myself mobile, then I would, I would be able to stay in the shop. My biggest thing was I was no longer to promise the level of service that I offered mobily when I wasn't there. Um, and it, it, it was a hard realization um, because, and this happened because, you know, I would hire detailers and they'd be out working on stuff and, you know, they would either do another car wash and not say anything or, you know, they would, you know, whatever. They wouldn't come back with all the money or, or crazy things would happen. Windshields would be shattered, you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff's happened over the years of uh, having mobile employees. And it, it ultimately, it just added more frustration to me and my clients. Um, so I had to add, you know, I had to uh, kind of not end, but just kind of put on pause some of those relationships until I can find, until I could find someone reliable enough. And then I would find someone reliable enough. It would work out for like a month or so. And then they would realize like, oh, I'm just going to start my own thing. Like I could start my own thing for 1500 bucks, whatever, you know? And then it became an issue where I was like lending my, renting my van to someone. And then it just, honestly, man, it's, it's hard. You, I would super suggest one or the other. I mean, at this point in my career, I would suggest one or the other. That way you figure your direction and then go and run. Yep. It. And then if something transpires from that or evolves, then go from there. Exactly. I have this van. I still have all my mobile stuff on a, you know, on a skid that you could just load right into the back of the van if you need it. Otherwise it can seat seven people. Um, you know, I've, a guy came to pick up his motorcycle the other day and this freak storm happened. And I was like, you know what? Take my van, come back tomorrow and I'll give you the bike. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, just take it. I, you know, I'll drive my car. I drive my car most of the time anyway. So, and it's nice to be able to offer that courtesy vehicle too. Right. Yeah. Um, or courtesy shuttle or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's a rolling billboard and stuff, but we don't do a lot of mobile detailing out of it. The only ones that I still do is, like I said, my mentor, and I'm do, I am do him every Saturday morning just because, you know, we can, I kind of put him through the ringer with multiple different people, and now I'm just like, you know what? Like, I owe it back to you for all the stuff that you've, like, you know, passed on to me. I owe it to you to make sure that it's right every week. So, That's you nice. know, so it's actually kind of nice because, you know, I talked him into ceramic coating it because usually he, uh, he leases his cars. JD, stop. Usually he leases his cars, so he'll never let me ceramic coat them um, when he bought this portion. I was like, you got to let me protect this thing, man. You got to let me protect it. He's like, fine, write me an invoice for it. So I wrote him an invoice for PPF, for, you know, full frontal PPF, for, uh, you know, um, CS2 titanium on the rest of the car. The and whole treatment. <laughs> yeah wheels off coating and the prep was like 199 right because it's brand new and i take care of it all the time but uh it came out to like four grand or something and he never i sent it to him he never even said anything back to me right so a couple weeks later he he calls me he's like so i was just in costco and i come out and some guy's staring at my car and he's like man this is a beautiful car he's like okay thanks and he's like what did you do to the finish to make it look like that? Like, why, how is it so bright and shiny? And he's like, well, it's brand new, but you know, my detail guy comes every weekend detailers of Las Vegas. And he's, and the guy was like, Justin, Justin day. And Mark was like, yeah, why? And he's like, well, I don't know him personally, but I've heard of him and I've seen his work on many of my friend's cars. And if I ever get a car that's nice enough, nice enough, I'm taking it straight to him. He's like, I had to call you and tell you that. He's like, I was kind of blown away that somebody stopped me in a Costco parking lot and knew you, but didn't know you, knew of you and knew of your work. He's like, that speaks volumes of your work. He's like, so I'm going to drop my car off for that ceramic coating next week. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sweet. So he ends up bringing it. He's like, I don't want the film. I'm like, 
all right, I'm going to do the film anyways, right? I just got this new, I just got this new platter. Yeah, you excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the film, bro. Sorry, like, I don't care what you say. So he gets here and, you know, we're looking out of the car. He's like, Justin, what's that? And he points to this little black rock chip on his bumper. And I'm like, that's a rock chip. He's like, fine. I want the film all over the front end. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we just, we goof off and stuff. And the car came out phenomenal. Thanks to this plotter, man. Oh my God. It makes life so much easier than trying to bulk install things. Like, yeah. So, you know, with that being said, we crushed it on that. And um, he was really happy. So, Next, we have this 68 C10 with a custom hood with a big old. Oh, yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> on the phone, like, Josh, Josh, look at this. How do I do this? <laughs> can, you fly to Bal- can you fly to Vegas, please? So with, with, with where we're at on time, um, as, and we can keep going, but uh, we do have to bring it to an end. But just some words of advice, you know, based on your experience, and which you've already gave a ton of and your backstory was awesome, but anything you can give to the detailers that are, you know, going again into that, getting into business and, and realizing, you know, or let me back up. There was a question earlier I wanted to ask you, how important to you, and how important do you feel that education and training for the detail industry is and how that's affected oh your God, business? There's it's second to none. I mean, going to, you know, Rupes and spending time with Jason Rose and going to Rennie's and spending time with him and going to these places, you know, Richard Lynn's and, and going to these places, you get so much more than just watching a YouTube video. Like, yeah, a YouTube video will tell you how to do it, but it won't allow you to do it. You know, it won't, it won't be there to perfect your, your style, you know? Um, And, you know, guys ask me all the time, you know, questions and I have no problem helping, you know, because I want to like, I always tell people like, Hey, when they say, thank you so much, what can I do? You know, I I owe you one, you owe me to pay it forward to the next detailer that's coming up that needs to know the same thing that you need to know. Like you, that I taught you, that I gave you, you know, because this advances our industry as a whole. Like I want so bad to put together like a Facebook group of the detailers just here in Las Vegas so that we can almost just kind of like, Hey, some dudes calling around for a C8, you know, red C8, like this is what I quoted. This is what I quoted. Um, you know, but the problem with that is because the next guy will be like, all right, well, I'll go in $50 cheaper. You know what I mean? When in reality, we should all just be the same price or, you know, or more same price. Maybe not same price, but relative, relative. Yeah. You go to some places, it's thirty five hundred dollars within reason, you know, so that people know what to expect. And, you know, but it's like, we also don't want to, our time so valuable during the eight, nine, 10, 12, 16 hours that we're here, like spending 20 minutes with a client and not making any money, like them just walking and like tire kicking, it, it used to hurt. But now it's like, okay, I can spend five minutes, no more. You know, I can come out. Otherwise, I have to charge for my time. If we're going and if I'm going to charge for my time, we're just going to wash it. We're going to strip whatever wax is in it. And we're going to throw it in the light tunnel and we'll look at it together. Otherwise, I can come out front. I can take a look and, and be very quick with it. Um, you know, another piece of advice to guys is don't get hung up on one brand, um, you know, Try all the brands. I'm looking behind you and I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have like all nine of those top pads. And every now and then I use them. Like I'm not a buff and shine guy all the time. I use Rupes pads. I use Americana pads, wherever they come from. I think you guys might even make Americana. Whoever makes it. Yeah, you, you basically have something for your arsenal that satisfies your craft. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, and, and, you know, it's like these liquids, there's always new liquids and coming out, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, ultimately if they, whatever works for you, man, because like you're in a hot and humid place, I'm in a super dry place. You know, I'm in a hot and dry place. California is hot and dry. 
Yeah. Minnesota's cold and damp. You know, New York's cold and damp. So it's going to work different oh, for people all so over the country. Different. And I got so, personal experience with seeing that firsthand. Like, damn. Trapping. Yeah. Exactly. With yeah. social media, Facebook, that you can't get your hands on what it feels like here in Florida compared to where you're at in Vegas. Right. And you're just reading off someone's post and it's like, how'd that product work for them? Or, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to just think about it. Like when you get out of the shower in Florida and dry off, you're still wet. When you get out of the <laughs> yeah. shower here, you're like almost dry. <laughs> no towel. No yeah. towel I mean, you can hang a towel over a beach chair and it's dry in like 30 minutes, you know, whereas there it takes a couple of days to hang dry things like because there's so much moisture in the air. Yeah. So with that said, you know, even elevation changes and stuff like that can be a difference. But so don't get hung up on one product. Um, try not to get too involved in, you know, the detail pages and what people say and, you know, the drama and all that stuff. Um, stay in your own lane, you know, make friends with your, your neighbor, neighbor detailers if you can. Um, that's going to be in your best interest. Ultimately, um, we collaborate with a lot of detailers every now and then when I can't get, you know, when I have a job coming in and I don't have enough help, I, I'm able to reach out to multiple different guys and say, hey, can you come? Hey, can you come? Hey, can you come? Hey, can you come? Um, you know, again, put that competition with your local competition out of your mind and become, comp you know, in competition with yourself yesterday and your past. and Just stay in your focus, basically. I like that. Well, Justin, thank you. I appreciate you being on. Thanks for um, having me, bud. We're a little bit ahead of the numbers in regards to what podcast this is, but technically we are at number 14 with Justin and thank you. Uh, it's cool being in the double digits because it's all new to me, new to Buff and China for doing this, but it's nice having, you know, you on in the beginning and uh, yeah. hopefully we'll have it again in the future. And I appreciate your time and your backstory. And I hope everybody got a little something out of it, just like the rest of our podcasts that we offer. So I'm going to go and end this. This would be podcast number 14. For Monday, uh, February 15th, which is Love Your Detailer Day, which couldn't have been a better pick, right? Everything happens yeah. for a reason. So right. awesome. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, I appreciate bud. your time. And everybody watching, thank you back at home. Uh, take care. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.